Who's tired of bad news? Don't you just want something that makes you smile, laugh, or feel good? Whether you start your day with this podcast or listen when you need a mood boost, your daily chocolate is a quick, calorie-free way to feel good. In less than 15 minutes, you'll hear funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspirational people. Your host, Patty Deutsch, is bound and determined to counterbalance all the negativity that's out there today. Just give yourself a moment to indulge in these bite-sized stories. It'll be good for you. Well, your daily chocolate podcast is about things that make you smile, make you laugh, uh, interviews with people who inspire you. And today's guest kind of does all three. Um, You can't meet Elaine Taylor without smiling. It's just, it's not possible. And when you hear about how kind of a chance encounter with Elizabeth Glazier and a desire to rock AIDS babies back in the 80s turned into this incredible camp that she and her husband started that now serves 3,000 kids a year, all with incredibly special needs, I mean, you can't help but be inspired. For being part gypsy, Elaine Taylor has done a whole lot of good in just staying in one place. I hope you enjoy this interview and Feel free to look up her Taylor Family Foundation and get ready to giggle a little bit. Elaine, thank you so much for joining me on your Daily Chocolate. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to share. Uh, you do such incredible work. And um, and we go back a few years, not as many as, as the Taylor Family Foundation, but you know, I think you and your husband started that back in 1990 as um, a support for kids and their families with AIDS. But yes. now, 32 years later, it has really morphed. Tell me about that journey. So initially, when we started, and we um, we were really just supporting their their direct service programs. You know, so everything from bark carts to strollers to getting the kids to the hospitals as needed. And in the Bay Area, there were a thousand infected. So Bay area, Northern California region. So there were a thousand infected and affected children with AIDS. So the affected children were living with family members with AIDS who the whole dynamic of the family changed. The infected kids were being treated at children's hospital and UCSF. And they were so underserved, you know, there weren't, Mm. there weren't um, AZT cocktails. There wasn't any medications for them. They were dying way too soon. And so I just wanted to go rock AIDS babies. That was the start of my, what I wanted to do with pediatric AIDS. And you get in there and you find that it's so much more than that. It's a whole family that's affected. It's not just a pediatric AIDS baby. And, you know, most of the kids became orphaned due to mom and dad dying off from the illness. And then it became more of grandma and aunties and foster parents raising these children. And so there was so much need and so little money. So we started the foundation based on this was going to be our goal, you know, to support children with AIDS. And hopefully they put us out of business one day when they all got well, you know. And so had you met a family that was impacted by AIDS or what what was the impetus? Okay. I went to um, Elizabeth Glazer, who she wrote the book in the absence of angels. I read her book, Patty, and I was, I was just mesmerized by 
if this could happen to a family of means, what happens to the families that don't have anything? So I looked, you know, I went to their event and I was, of course, enamored because they raised a million dollars. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we could do this. <laughs> and so our first year, we raised 55000 And I was like, doesn't matter. You know, we could do good. And from that point forward, it was just uphill for us. And we doubled our money the second year. And the third year, we were off and running. And so we, we did... I worked within Children's Hospital mainly at that point. And Dr. Petru and Michelle O'Leary, who was the HIV coordinator, we, it was, I was part of their team, so to speak. And it was just everything I could have imagined it to be. And then they took me out, Cheryl Jennings took me out to see a camp program for children with AIDS. And only 35 kids could go. And so that meant the sickest went first. So nobody got to camp when they were well. And it was a very underserved camp. And so it was like, because nobody wanted kids with AIDS in their community. Right. So it was up in the foothills of the Sierras. And um, Barry and I went up and I looked at this camp and the chef in the kitchen was making a vegetarian option of Velveeta and corn chips. Oh, <laughs> it was, and um, he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with an ash like two inches long. And I went, oh my God. But first off, they deserve really good food. And second off, they deserve a really good place to be. Yes. So I just was like, yeah, we're going to build a camp. We're just going to build a camp, you know, ha- having no idea what that meant. And um, came back to the Bay Area. And of course, everybody was like, we don't want those kids coming into our area. So we also gave away this 5% of everything we made. And one of the programs we did was through the East Bay Regional Park. And they had an inner city five-day youth camp program free to the kids for $50 a donation. And I was like, oh my God, $5,000. We'll give so many kids a chance to go to camp. Yeah. So about my, at least a year into looking for land, we were nowhere. So I called Pat, um, Pat O'Brien, who was the general manager. And I just said, what do you think if I rented some camp property from you? And he, he wanted to go to lunch and wanted to know what I wanted to do. And on the back of a cocktail napkin, we signed a memorandum of understanding isn't that how all great business deals happen? It yeah. <laughs> Either in your garage or on a cocktail napkin, right? <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. And so literally they needed a science ed camp for nine months of the year and we needed a summer camp. Mm. So it was a perfect marriage. And the only thing for me was they wanted to build it green. And while I was totally, you know, farmer Elaine, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so much more money. But I have to tell you, it's the smartest thing we ever did. It became a national model because it was green and our walls are 16 inches thick and air conditioning is hardly ever, ever on. And it's, you know, we've got state of the art at, at that time we were state of the art and we're still pretty state of the art, but everything from the way that the cabins are cooled, from the collection of water, from the yogurt container doors that are put on in the bathrooms, you know, dividers and glass countertops and crushed glass countertops and, and straw bale. 
So it was totally sustainable in 19. We opened in 2000, literally July 3rd, 2000. Okay. And we were a unique model. So that, that was great. But by time we opened Patty, there were only 300 kids in the Bay area infected or affected. And so now we had a 144 bed facility and we only had like three weeks worthy of camp, you know? So it was like, okay, we got to find some campers and that's how we diversify. And, you know, it was probably one of the smarter things that happened to us because it took our good intentions and made them very broad based. So you may not have been really interested in a pediatric AIDS child, but you may have been really interested in a child with brain tumor or, you know, a child who'd been burned. And so now there are 31 programs, 31 different programs. Wow. And so we cover a huge population of children. Um, We are full when, when we're open, you know, this is our first summer back, which is exciting. And um, we do almost 3000 children a year. And, and it's community-wide because the volunteer base is so heavy that it spreads deep, deep into the community, you know, and, and I can be, I can have a TTFF shirt on and be out and someone in Southern California said, oh my God, my niece went to your brain tumor camp or, you know, it has spread really, really wide yet. We're not that big a foundation. You know, we just, I I will tell you, I was in Key West at a public affairs concert uh, uh, conference and sat at a private dinner with uh, one of the sponsors. And he said, Oh, Bay area, you know, my, my daughter went to a camp out there and I said, Oh, where? And he said, you know, well, she has a very special disease. And I said, I know what camp she went to. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. A really small world. And we've been so lucky because we've been so embraced by the community and by um, what would be our celebrities, you know, which is Steve Young and Brent Jones and Cheryl Jennings and Doug McConnell, they they just took us under their wing, you know, yeah. and they're for the grace of God. And it catapulted us each time a new story came on or Diablo magazines did a cover story. You know, it, it's been a real community wide. So I'm guessing as many years as it has been going on. You might even have some kids that have grown up and are they now volunteering or they have kids or. Oh, so one of my favorite stories is one of my campers became a counselor in training and then she became a junior counselor and then a real counselor and then an intern and then worked for us for a while and then got married and her camper girlfriends were her bridesmaids. Oh, and she now is a camp director. Really? Yeah. And she's one of many stories, but she is one of my favorite stories because she wasn't at two years old. They, they absolutely thought she wasn't going to live. Oh my gosh. And so here she is and she is a COVID nurse in Florida now. Oh my goodness. You know, so you look at it and you just go, the camp camp is so it's so much deeper. uh, The school district will hate me, but it's so much deeper than school because Everybody who is in their camp program is just like them. Right. And, well, none of us can walk in their shoes. You know, we can walk beside them, but the kids in that room all experience the same thing. And those connections that they're making are lifelong yeah. and life-saving. They are. They are. And even some of the groups who've lost children, you know, the parents yeah. 
still stay in touch with them and keep keep their kids alive in spirit. And that is so good for the for the family and the siblings. The siblings get the hardest hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a great place. You know, my nephew asked me today, do you ever get sad? And I went, no. I said, even when the worst happens, you know that the family got some really great memories from it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Do you have a favorite memory? Um, yes. So when we opened camp, you know, these AIDS kids were just poor as church mates and they had nothing and they never had anything outside of the projects, you know, yeah. and their everyday event was hearing gunshots at night and things like oh, that. Oh gosh. Yeah. So this little boy is sitting up at camp and he's like a scrawny little thing and he's got his sunscreen on and his glasses and he's out there, you know, and he goes, so have I died? And is this club med? Oh. <laughs> and he ended up growing up, you know, he didn't, he didn't die from the disease and he grew up and he was just such a sweet boy. And he was so excited to be outside of that world. And he goes, so how can I live here? And I said, well, you can't live here, but when you're old enough, you can come volunteer a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Building camp was arduous, you know, <laughs> especially for someone who'd never done anything like this. And so to have a little guy have that much, that much, not even, I, I don't even want to call it gratitude, but have that much joy from it, you know, it's like, yeah, we did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Holy awesome. cow. That, that's got to be so rewarding. Love it. It's pretty great. So you've stepped back a little bit. You've got a great staff that are running. Uh, yes. the foundation. And yes. you recently bought a large mommy van. I did. So I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted to do it. And I'm a bit of a wanderer. And my, um, there is gypsy blood in my family. And I get kind of antsy if I've been one place too long. And so I thought about it. And then I thought, yeah, no, I can't do that. I don't know that I can drive something like that. And then took a year to try them out and see how it was. And I knew I loved it. And so I kind of bit the bullet. You know, I'm living much, I'm, I have a much smaller footprint in my life of my stationary home. And so I just, I love it. I love rambling around and roaming and meeting people and seeing what something outside of my unique little world is about, you know, and, yeah. and I've done this almost half my life, you know, and I just think about, oh my gosh, if I don't get a little bit of me time, yeah. I might not get a little bit of me time. So it has been such a pleasure and I have a great staff, you know, it's a small staff, but we do a lot with it. And, you know, with Zoom and there's a silver lining in all of the pandemic and, and all the other forms of communication uh, we we still have our Friday morning meetings, you know, last week happened to be at the beach for me, <laughs> you know, and we still um, can stay in touch. And, you know, during the summer, I'm in and out of camp all the time. So it's, fun. Right. you know, but I just feel like I need to do both things, you know, because I devoted all that time to the foundation. Yeah. And the foundation hasn't changed. You know, everything's still, the big things still get um, approved by me and still, you know, if there's, 
if there's tough stuff, I still have to deal with it. So, yeah. 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 Still have my name on it. <laughs> but you got a little bit of fun and a little, yeah. little way to escape yeah. every now and then, wherever you want to go. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Well, before we go on to my rapid fire questions, okay. um, what what do you want folks to know about like the summer camps coming up? Yeah. Um, how can they get information? And we'll we'll put like your uh, website and such in the show notes. But great. So the best way to get information, and there are a series of videos that ABC did. They're they're twenty minutes long, but it's like my own mini series. But um, it will show you the real population of camp and who comes and what it does for them. And that's through ttff.org. Um, okay. But the most important thing to me is camp is back. You know, we've been out for two years and it's been really hard on the families and not just hard on the camper, but the respite the family gets when the camper does go to camp. Yeah. And so, and these kids have missed a lot. And so camp, um, the age of camp has extended to 25 because some of our, you know, developmental differences kids they, it really was stressful for them to not have an out, outside world. And so we, they lost a couple of years. And so the CDC had recommended that, um, you, you know, the youth age be brought up. And so I brought it up to our board. So we're doing that. Wow. But camp, camp is a really critical piece of everybody's family now. And so the donations for camp are still very much needed. And, you know, it, we can talk about some of our donors who give big money, but honestly, it's the $20, $30, $50 donations that make up the programs, you know? And is there a way to donate on your website? There is. So you can okay. go in and you can you can donate from whatever denomination you want, and it'll show you what supports which camps if you have, like if you want to designate, you know, I really want it oh. to be the burn camp or the diabetic camp or the heart camp. You can okay. put that. And you can put it in honor or in memory, and we will notify those people. Wonderful. So we, we um, yeah, we are so excited to be going back. Love it. I know they are too. Yeah, yeah. they are. All right. Well, rapid fire. Okay, you're you ready. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a lot of celebrities that have been part of your big fundraisers, the day in the yeah. park. Who surprised you the most? Steve Young. He is, he's got comedic timing. He's really a funny guy. Really? Yeah. He's very funny. And I love anytime I get to be around him. Yeah. Love it. I would not have guessed that about him. Okay. Where's your favorite place to park your van? So far in my driveway. (laughs) (laughs) But no, probably my favorite place would be going to Southern Utah. That would be my favorite. Yeah. Awesome. Um, best book you've read recently? Uh, the Kate Bowler book. Oh, and I get it wrong. Everything Happens. I believe okay. that's it. The Kate Bowler, who she's a little bit spiritual, but she's big, smart, you know, and she's young. She's 35. And I'm going to look it up here for you, Patty, so you have the exact name of it. Um, but I, she's so smart and she's lived through a lot of tough stuff. Um, okay. God, of course I can't find it, but you can keep asking me. That's okay. I, I can look it up too. Okay. okay. Three people dead or alive that you would want to have to come to dinner. God, Richard Branson. Ah, okay. Um, Helen Keller. Ooh. I know. 
And um, oh my God, who would be who would be my next one? I'm not very <laughs> rapid fire. Probably, probably Kate Bowler. Oh, okay. She she's got so much grace for life. I want to know how she got there. <laughs> awesome. And then last but not least, because this is called your daily chocolate, I have to ask you, what's your favorite chocolate? Deep dark chocolate. <laughs> Any particular brand? Um, yeah, I'm truly a guitar fan. <laughs> I don't care what shape or format, but mainly the chocolate chips, just handfuls. Oh, that's my kind of thing. Open a bag before you know it, it's gone. I know. <laughs> frozen. Frozen? I do. I I have, all my candy frozen. I have not tried that. Oh, oh my good. gosh. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elaine, I so appreciate you taking the time out and oh, joining thanks. me today. And like I said, we'll put all these links and such in the thanks. show notes. And I wish you all the best for a great summer back. Thanks. And uh, all the all the dreams that you're making come true for these kids are just oh, amazing. So thank you. thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, was I right? Did she make you smile? I tell you, it's amazing what one person with passion can do totally inspiring. Hey, listen, thanks for joining. Um, be sure to tune in next week. I've got a four wheel Bob. Talk about inspiring. Bob Coomer has been in a wheelchair for more than 30 years and has summited some of the highest mountains in his wheelchair. Um, incredibly inspiring. You're not going to want to miss it. Thanks for joining. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.